What's going on, y'all? This is Bud Elliott here with the Nolcast and just checking in, seeing what everybody's doing. Um, I wanted to give you guys, and we don't have Ingram tonight, but uh, we'll have him back pretty soon. And I'm getting over my cold, which is nice. So, yeah, kids' birthday parties are awesome. Wanted to talk to y'all uh, a little bit about just my general feeling about where FSU is recruiting uh, at each position, how I think you should probably feel about it. And we'll do so from the framework of a program that needs to be recruiting at the level to where it is consistently challenging to make the 12-team playoff, which, of course, starts next year. Uh, before I do, I have a couple of announcements. Uh, Ingram and I will be the keynote speakers for the Tampa Seminole Club on August 12th for the VIP uh, section, which would be pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know who made us VIP, but that is that is pretty dope. So come down, and see, come down there and see Graham and myself. You can check it out. I retweeted it on my Twitter. We'll also have it in the show notes, uh, and we'd, we'd love to see you all down there. Should be awesome. Show, of course, is also brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, by Tarpon Cellars, and I hope we have a good product for you tonight. I know those guys both make excellent products. All right, so just going down the list here with the need, with the talent that they've identified, with maybe who they already have in the boat, et cetera. Um, Let's do this thing. Luke Cromanoak, I've seen him several times in person now. I think FSU got very lucky to get him when they did, and he looks like the real deal to me, and I'm extremely excited to watch this guy play, and I think all fans in the Garnet and Gold should be. I mean, the size is really good. Maturity seems to be strong. Arm is very good. I'm going to see him this week at the Elite 11, but uh, I, I do think that he is the highest – physical talent quarterback that Mike Norvell has signed uh, ever. So, and granted, look, like obviously Memphis and Arizona State, you're not going to sign a lot of studs, but uh, through three or four classes now, Luke is a, a level above. And, and I know this is a down quarterback class nationally, but he's one of the better ones in the class. And I, I think he stacks up pretty well with basically every guy in this class. So, yeah, FSU fans should be extremely excited there. Running back Cam Davis continues to be an excellent prospect. I mean, he's a little bit sawed off, but he runs hard. Uh, he has nice short area quickness for a guy that is built sort of like a like a Maurice Jones Drew. Again, I think you should be really excited there. I, I think you need to take two running backs in this class from the high school level. I, I would expect Trey Benson to go. I don't know what you know Toa Philly will do. Uh, they're very high on Rodney Hill. I'm interested to see how Sam Singleton on the roster looks, how, you know, because that Holmes looks. I would probably take a Makai Danzi right now, to be honest. Uh, I know they also like Christian Clark, prospect from out west, but Danzi kind of gives you the, the lightning uh, to Cam Davis's thunder and could be a nice prospect, a local guy that I, I think you want to try to get in the boat if you can, he he kind of reminds me a lot of a Lawrence Toa Philly type prospect. So something to think about there. Obviously, they're going to have a lot of needs to fill uh, next year. Some through the portal, some uh, hopefully at some point through development. And they they are going to have to take a big high school class this year. I think even if they don't necessarily love 
the high school ranks because even though they have a good reputation through the portal, you, you don't want to get a reputation of being uh, portal you only, right? You, you do know that the best players come from high school. It's pretty proven through about three years of the portal now. If that changes, I'm sure will change and, and they'll change. But uh, you want to try to operate from the high school level and you don't want to get a reputation as, hey, like they'll sign you out of high school and then just portal right over you. So, yeah, I, I think that they will take a larger high school class than they have in recent years, partially because they have access to a higher level of prospect now. I know Graham on the last episode mentioned the, the quality of player that they are not offering. And uh, I, yeah, I think that's exactly correct. You go to some of these camps, you're like, damn, this guy didn't get an FSU offer. He's like a pretty good player. He's going to go play for you know, a Wisconsin or, or, or an NC State or somewhere like that. Just something to keep in mind. So running back, quarterback, I think you need to feel excellent. I would put tight end in the same boat. Landon Thomas profiles as an excellent college tight end. I, I think he's going to fit right in in Tallahassee. I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I think he has a lot of really nice skills that he can use. Short area quickness, ability to get open, you know, toughness, feel for the game, all, all are, are check marks that I would put in his boxes. So Landon Thomas are a really nice prospect. I, I think you're done there, honestly, because next year you're going to have Biscuit, uh, that's Mark Easton Douglas, and you're also going to have Kyle Morlock, unless Morlock shocks me and goes pro early, which I would not really expect. And then behind him, you know, you have like a, you know, Brian Courtney, Jarrell Powers. That I don't think you need to take two necessarily. Now, if you find a second one that you really like, I could see them taking two, but you don't have to. And I, I don't know that they necessarily will. You have greater needs on this team. Early in the offseason, we had profiled they need to take at least three uh, from the high school ranks at receiver. And right now they have uh, four committed, Camden Fryer, uh, Abrams, T.J. Abrams, B.J. Gibson, and LeWayne McCoy. If I'm playing the odds here, I, I don't think that the, all four of those guys are going to stay in the class. I'm not necessarily going to speculate on who will uh, or, or will not be in the class, uh, as I'm not sure that it is necessarily important. I mean, to me, you have a couple decent and a couple high-level players in the class. Uh, I think if you're going to take some of these higher three stars, you, you want them to be guys that are within that kind of four-hour radius. And four-hour radius for FSU is a difficult, difficult challenge because a large part of the four-hour radius is like National Forest, I-10, Literally the Gulf of Mexico, which nobody lives in. It, places like that uh, to where you have a, a lack of players within a four-hour driving radius, even though the school is in Tallahassee. Gibson, obviously, is a player within that radius. You know, he's not a guy that's going to be a high four-star prospect. He's not going to blow your socks off with his speed. I, I did think in viewing him in person that his balance and body control uh, were pretty nice. And I, I know, you know Brendan Sinone, is very high on Gibson as well and likes him a lot in the process. And now I think now I think you go whale hunting, right? It's it's Jeremiah Smith, it's Jojo Trader, it's Cam Coleman who you know showed up again at your camp. Now, again, you guys know my thoughts, I think, if you listen to the old cast for any period of time, on recruiting players from Alabama. 
for every Jameis, there's a lot of like Nigel Terrell and Justin Shanks and adverse selection. And okay, you got a guy out of here. Why? Right? With Jameis, we know why. We, we, we have covered this on a prior episode. I'd be shocked if you get Cam Colton. Not saying it's impossible, but I, I would be pretty, pretty surprised. All right, carrying on here. So, again, I think you have to feel very good about where you are at at receiver. You will probably, uh, probably, potentially, take a receiver in the portal this year. You're going to lose Johnny Wilson. You'll lose Winston Wright. You'll lose, um, you'll lose Keon Coleman. Maybe you lose like a Williamson or a Douglas or or, or a Span next year. Now you have the young guys who will all be second year guys. I think you'll feel really good about. And, and you have Kentron, who I would think basically has to stick around. And Kentron's a dude that's going to have a chance to be a two year starter for the program as like a 22 year old guy. So that's sort of an example of maybe a hit long term on a dude, even if he's not a difference maker, just a guy that can can be a quality starter for you probably. And then I think you feel pretty good about at least two of Hakeem, Dre Jacobs, Goldie Lawrence, Destin Hill, uh, you know, hitting next year. Maybe a couple of the freshmen can play, but that's a spot where you know going to the portal would make some sense next year. I feel like you have to think that you're doing a pretty good job at the receiver position as well. Somebody who always does a good job for us is the legendary team. Chad and Shannon just do a tremendous job. I've used them twice for mortgages. I know we are still sending out t-shirts for mortgages. So congrats to everybody who has gotten a recent one. I think we're at 500 now. It's kind of nuts to sell 500 mortgages through a podcast, but hey, they did me right. They've done our listeners right. I think they'll continue to do right by y'all. And they are passionate knolls. I mean, just like die hard. So 844-FSU-LOAN is the number to call. 844-FSU-LOAN is the number to call if you need a mortgage. And hey, never a bad time to get a house, right? Okay, so feeling pretty good about where most of these positions are recruitment-wise, ultimately. Um, again, with the goal being to consistently contend for the 12-team playoff. If FSU goes out and hits their their goals this year in terms of the wins, right, which I would say... 10 wins in the regular season. So 10 and two or better probably needs to be the goal for this team in terms of regular season stuff. Obviously the, the main goal is to win the ACC. Uh, I think that they will see their recruiting continue to tick up and will be in it certainly as well. There are also scenarios where, where some of their rivals maybe don't do quite as well on the field and, and where that maybe hurts them in recruiting. If you guys watched me on Cover 3, you probably saw uh, me talk to Jacob Redner of Florida. And I asked him, how many wins does Florida need to keep recruiting at a really high level? And I believe he said they need to, need to win about eight ballgames. That is very possible that, that Florida wins that many ballgames. But, but it's not guaranteed. Florida's win total in Vegas right now is like five and a half or six. So... Is it possible they, that they overachieve? Yes. FSU's at 10. A lot of FSU fans think they're going to win 12. Florida easily could win eight, you know, just go two over their win total of six, but it's not necessarily predicted. So you could see them maybe fall back a little bit. Maybe there's some lame duck status for Napier if that were to happen, which again, I don't necessarily think that it will. But if they fail to win enough ballgames to keep that class together, 
Um, FSU could be the beneficiary, not necessarily for players that the Gators have committed right now, uh, but for players that, that they are battling head-to-head uh, with the Knowles for. So things will progress throughout the season. Offensive line, I think you have to feel relatively good considering, 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 considering how bad this offensive tackle class is, right? It sucks. Pretty much nationwide, man. You 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 see on Twitter, like fan base A is clowning fan base B because they took this player who's rated in like the six hundreds. You know what? At that position, I'd I'd stay quiet. These tackles this year are not very good so far. They're they're very disappointing. And you're going to have to find somebody. You, you got to keep taking shots on tackles because tackles are typically not available in the portal, not reliably, not consistently, and certainly not talented tackles, not, not many of them. So you have to keep taking tackle bodies. Jonathan Daniels, obviously, is a guy who has a guard body, but I think has the length with his arm length to potentially play tackle in college. Some schools want him. At defensive end, FSU wants him at a tackle. Um, you know, would somebody asked me, like, would, would they take him last year or the year before? And my answer, I think, is yes. If you have the arm length and the athleticism to maybe play tackle at Florida State, to me, you're always a take. You can't take enough of these guys. I don't care if if a couple of them turn out, you know, like, well, Chaz Neal's not a great example. You have to have some level of athleticism. but like. There, there are a lot of guys who wash out, right? Rodower washed out. Okay, I don't really care. It's a numbers game. Keep taking, keep taking, keep taking tackles. Take everybody that you think might have a chance in hell to play tackle. So, yeah, I think they'll be okay there. The main thing is that they did land guys last year, especially Simmons, who are, are big time at that position. And you have to do a very good job as well in 25 here. You are limited not by your own efforts, but just be, by the supply nationwide and, and within the state of Florida on tackles this year. Uh, they had the KVN Broussard kid in for camp. He's uh, He says he's up to 276 pounds. I, I don't know that he's necessarily like like, a, like an offer take right now. Uh, maybe they'll continue to evaluate him. He, he did not... Uh, um, We'll, we'll just continue to see how that looks. Now, let's switch to the defensive side of the ball. Before we do, I want to shout out Congruity. Congruity, a longtime partner of ours. I think they have, what, seven or eight businesses that support the Olcast that are using Congruity right now for their HR, payroll solutions, everything you could possibly want to make your business more effective. Congruity HR Solutions is the place to go. Give those guys a shout. I don't think you're gonna, you're going to regret it at all. I know they just added another one the other day, so uh, yeah, really really excited there about the work that they're doing. All right, probably the only time in the show that I'm going to be somewhat negative is here. Defensive line. Now, particularly the edge position, I do want to separate these out. So I'm going to actually be positive with defensive line, and then I'm going to go negative, and then I'm going to be kind of negative on linebacker, and then I'm going to be very positive 
in the secondary. I think FSU is relatively fine where they are right now with defensive linemen. So guys that play exclusively hand down, you know, D tackles, big DNs, that that type of thing. Now, I got to see Elias Williams. I'm sure if you guys read Knowles 24-7, you, you saw the thoughts over there. He does not have the athleticism and twitch to play on the edge for the Knowles. In my in my estimation, I, I I've been covering FSU camps in some capacity for 15 years now. I have a general idea. I'm not always right. A general idea of what a player looks like when he can play on the edge at that level, especially when the program is good. And I, I do think the program is good right now. He doesn't have that. He has thick ankles. I don't think he's like super twitched. However, he's gotten a lot bigger since since the last time I saw him, which I think was at the end of February for the uh, the Under Armour All-America camp in Orlando. He is intriguing as a like a three-tech interior line prospect because I, I think now the guy's got room to put on weight. Maybe he can be, you know, a, a three-tech for you. Maybe he can get to like 290. Within two years, I think that's very possible. Like the guy looks like he's 255, 260 right now. So you know, that's bigger than Josh Farmer was this time as a, yeah, it certainly is. I think Farmer, we had listed at like 250 uh, in his senior year of high school. So Elias Williams, interesting guy there. LJ McCray is a prospect that FSU needs to go out and land. I think they are. Uh, Doing a fairly good job with him. Need to see him on campus more. But that's an important player because he's a big body guy who I think can play on the edge some. Now, they already have Jamari Flagg. I, I think you're pretty much fine at D-tackle, ultimately. You're going to lose this year. Fisk, love it. I assume Jackson's going to go pro. You know, Briggs, you lose a lot. But... Like, I don't think Farmer's a real threat to go pro. He doesn't rush the passer all that much. That's generally what gets you drafted as he tackle. He's not a starter. He will have a chance next year to play quite a bit and, and, and show that, that he's a draftable-type prospect. Daniel Lyons, Bishop, not Bishop Thomas, excuse me, uh, Tafasi, and also uh, Keith Sampson. So I think you're you're largely okay there. And you'll monitor some other prospects. Some have grades concerns. Some have you know developmental concerns. But I think they're for the most part okay there. Um, so a decent grade. Edge is where I'm concerned. Be totally frank with you guys. I, I don't like what they have in their edge room. You know, on this team right now, behind the top guys. You did not land a high level prospect last year. I don't care what some of the other sites told you. I, I know what a high-level prospect looks like, and I know what one doesn't look like, okay? It doesn't mean you can't develop some of these lower guys into something. It does mean they're less likely to hit than the high-level guys. You did not do that. You failed last year along the edge when you lost Falk. The same thing with the prior year when you lost Nigel Kelly and several other guys who look like they're going to be studs. This is a concern. You lose Jared Verse. You could lose Gilbert Edmond. I don't think so. 
you absolutely could lose Pat Payton to the NFL after this year. You roll into Miami with those two tackles they just signed, both of whom I think start for them as true freshmen. Like Miami apparently feels very good about the two five-star tackles that they just signed. The guys on the roster right now, I would give a heavy advantage to Miami's tackles in 2024, blocking who they have on this roster right now, assuming Verse and Peyton go pro. Now, maybe Peyton doesn't go pro. Like That's certainly a conversation to be had. You're going to have to portal this thing pretty hard to make up for the misses of the last two years. This is not a good room. There's not a lot of talent. There's certainly not a lot, not a lot of high-end talent. And your targets right now, I'm not crazy impressed, but I'm willing to be convinced, certainly. Uh, I already mentioned McCray. They had the picket deal there. Dylan Stevenson, who I believe Zach Bloat, Zach reported over at Knowles 24-7 that like, he may not be taking more visits, I think it was, after after Stanford, which is you know, recent. We'll see how that goes. I, I know people have very mixed opinions on Dylan Stevenson. Some people do not think he's a high-level prospect. Some people do. I'm kind of more in the former camp. And then D.D. Holmes out of D.C. South Carolina is presumed to be the top team there. I do think FSU has some level of confidence that they're in that more. But this is not that that ain't great right now, to be honest. I, I, you, I don't think that they're in it for a Nigel Kelly or Falk level player this year. And that's problematic. Um, at least they shot their shot, I guess, and tried. At linebacker, I, I'm. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not really sure that they're trying, to be honest. Maybe they are. It, it doesn't seem like it, given what they have, given who they have come visit. But this is this is very consistent with what I told you guys would happen when they made the Shannon move. I'm I'm not impressed with that. This just this lines up with with what he did at other stops. Personally, if. If Derek Ray didn't get Nicholson last year, I, I don't know what I don't know what this room looks like. So we'll see. Certainly, we'll, we'll see. The one saving grace for linebacker that you don't have at DN is it is decidedly not a premium position, and so it's the difference between like the team with the best linebackers within reason here and the worst. It, it's just not that big. It, it's just not like there's Georgia. And then there's kind of just everybody else in, in a bit of a scrum. And the RPO thing has changed it quite a bit. So I'm really, I'm not crazy worried about linebacker, but maybe that's just the, maybe I'm just at the acceptance stage of linebacker. Anyway, so yeah, defensive interior, feeling fine. Edge, concerned, and it's a premium position. And you have to do something there. Probably going to have to like to find a way to portal your way out of this thing. Linebacker, acceptance stage. DB, uh, I feel very good. Very good. I think you're strongly in it with Jamari Howard. I think you're really in it with Charles Lester. Kai Bates is on campus enjoying enjoying his official visit as we speak. I mean, Jubert Grimsley. Um, they got Zaquan Patterson, who seemed to have a great time in Tallahassee again. We'll, we'll see, you know, what position he'll he'll make plays and and you know how 
how that recruitment unfolds, but I think you have to feel very good right now at defensive back. I do. And like the guys you lose off this year's roster, they're they're good players. I mean, are they crazy difference makers? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Cypress plays that level. Maybe Green makes some kind of huge jump, but he's not a physical freak. Jaron Jones, Akeem Dent. Upside there is, what, good college player? Maybe. Certainly not irreplaceable type guys. So, and, and I do think that you last year went out and got some elite traits. This is a room that I ultimately feel relatively good about, especially if you're able to pull off the Howard and Lester combo. Like that is a really nice corner combo. Big time length, big time tools. Yeah. Overall, um, FSU is improving its blue chip ratio quite a bit. They are doing relatively well, I think, at the premium positions, you know, and the roster is in good shape. Mike Norvell has this program running in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, they are controlling the controllables. Are they going to be in contention for like a top three, top four class? No, I don't think so. I think you need to have a better recruiting staff, honestly, if you want to do that. Some of the guys on staff are just not going to recruit at that level. They just don't have that type of charisma that connects with kids. But some guys do. And I think they're a fairly well-coached team. And you know, hopefully you see that this fall. Hopefully you see a defense that performs a hell of a lot better than it did when it goes against offenses that have a pulse. So as you know, I showed you guys the difference there in the breakdown when they played hurt or back at quarterbacks as opposed to actually like anybody else, especially the first half, second half breakdown when those some of those offenses took their feet off the gas. Mike Norvell, <clears throat> excuse me. Mike Norvell clearly thinks that this staff is a really good coaching staff. And we're going to see if he's right this fall. If not, if they get blown up a couple times, especially defensively, maybe you look to make a change or two there to bring in somebody who's a little bit more of a dynamic personality on the recruiting trail that could allow you to get into that kind of, you know, top four, top five recruiting territory where you want to be. But right now, I do think that this team can recruit at the top 10 level. It has clearly found some major inefficiencies within the portal that it has been able to exploit extremely well. They know they have to recruit better in high school because those inefficiencies in the portal probably won't be there to be exploited forever. Like the portal is going to become, you know, more expensive and tougher to get out as everybody starts to be in it. And, you know, so like I think ultimately there, they are moving on the right track. And if you're an FSU fan, I think you should be pretty encouraged overall about the job that these, this staff is doing on the recruiting trail. We'll monitor more official visits coming up, and I really appreciate you guys listening. And my voice is all is almost all the way back. It was really bad last Thursday. So, anyway, appreciate it, y'all, and I'll catch you next time.